Welcome to How to Build a Tent, the podcast on how to make you successful. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening to the show, sharing the show with a friend. We are part of the Fight Laugh Feast Network over to flfnetwork.com. Put in HGBT in the memo field. Get a sweet mug, 15 ounces of delicious, I don't know, the mug itself isn't delicious. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that. It's not delicious. But it's a great looking mug, as you can see, for those of you watching. You also are coming alongside of us, helping support us as we proclaim the gospel of Jesus in every area of life never compromising, never backing down, and definitely not integrating the philosophies of men into our value system. Man, have you been seeing the circling wagons going on with the SBC of late? Very interesting. Very, very interesting. If I was an investor in a publicly traded company that was the SBC, I would start divesting, divesting. I would start getting worried. There's uh, committees coming out against committees. There's letters being written by the ERLC saying that they're upset about their committee and not trusting the ERLC to take care of themselves. There's Al Mohler, uh, Matt Hall, and just geez. But the problem is, guys, that circling the wagons doesn't work in the digital age. And that is also why they are... um, Writing it blogs about how we shouldn't be so mean on the social media sites because we're exposing them. We're exposing Big Eva. And they don't like it. They don't like it. If you have any questions, comments, you can reach out to me, Matt, at howtobuildatent.com. You can find me on all the social media sites. How to build a tent. I uh, had a first. I had a first yesterday. I went to post my video where I critiqued the creepy economics video of a guy. And if you missed this show and didn't get to see it, if you traditionally watch on YouTube, go check it out on the podcast and on Facebook. Both of those platforms let me post it. Where we talk about a capitalist, quote unquote, who is actually a progressive Marxist communist. And he does this very creepy thing of using terms and using words to make it seem like he's a capitalist. But he's talking about ideas, arguments, and the greater good, just like Marx, just like Stalin and Lenin. It's super creepy if you know your history and you can read into the terms. So I highly recommend that. But also, it's just kind of cool. Like I was, oops, sorry, I hit the I hit the spring on my mic stand. That's what that sound. That's a cool sound effect. I should use that more. But I got a first. I finally got a video where YouTube would not let me post it. I didn't think I'd ever get there. Just talking about business and economics. Just kidding. I knew I'd get there. Or I knew YouTube would get there without their censorship. So apparently TED Talks are off the table. If you don't know what TED Talks are, they're basically liberal cesspools where you spend a lot of money to go hear liberal ideas and liberal thoughts on different spectrums, different areas of you know communication, psychology, business, economics. And they go around the world and they have mini TED Talks. They have TEDx and whatever. Some of them are good. Some of them are interesting. And then some of them are just, you know, like the video I just saw. Apparently, there's one on pedophilia. That's really gross. I don't even want to watch it. I don't even want to comment on it. A lot of you who follow me on Twitter are trying to get me in trouble again and get me to comment on that. I'm not going to do it. I'm still recovering for the last time that we tackled that topic and I tried to make a moral (laughs) logical argument which you know is beyond the internet sometimes sometimes it's just beyond the internet 
So that's what happened yesterday. If you missed my show on YouTube, it was banned. I'm trying to fight it, see what happens, but um, I'm not. I'm not holding out hopes on that lost episode. What? Okay. So I w- was looking. I was. I was going around and I was looking for different videos to talk about, comment about besides TED Talks because I can't talk about TED Talks anymore. That's against the rules. And I found one that was really interesting. And we'll get to it in a second. I want to talk to you about Kingsman Grooming Pros first. Go over to kingsmangroomingpros.com. If you have a beard, if you have hair, if you know somebody who has a beard or has a hair or likes just leather products, hair products, skincare, loves those kinds of things, it's a Christian company. They have high quality products and you get 10% off when you use HGPT in the checkout code. You can support a Christian company, you get high quality products, and it's 10% off when you use HGBT and the checkout field. Go support them, go get high quality products and get yourself a great discount, 10% off right now. Do it right now. Um, so, okay, I want to talk a little bit more about the circling of the wagons things, and then I want to talk about facing rejection. Facing rejection, but okay, so the SBC is circling the wagons, and I want you to just understand what is going on. I don't know if you guys have or experience with corporations or public relations and get the inside scoop, but typically what happens, not just in you know business corporations, but organizations like the SBC, organizations that are charities, anything that is a major large company, any or entity that um, manages their publicity and has a PR team and all this stuff, which, you know, SBC definitely are people that manage their image, that have executives, that are controlling the narrative. And when you start seeing them circle the wagon and start talking about how unified something is, how unified their organization is, how, how, how hopeful they are about the future, how they have no worries about the future, When they start talking about how confident they are, like in post or when they are doing it in podcasts, when they're making their tours and they are being really positive, they talk about their history, how they've overcome trials before, there's that whole front face. But when you start seeing the things happening where there are revolts, for lack of a better word, where there are people responding by creating conservative organizations when you have committees putting in check other entities within your organization. There's a lot of infighting going on. There's a lot of division going on. There's a lot of meetings going on. There's a lot of phone calls happening behind the scenes that you don't see of them really worried because you don't circle the wagons unless you know there's a problem. And that is one of the telltale signs that the SBC, I think, is going to be hitting a rough patch, not just because of the confrontation with Resolution 9, but it just seems like there's a lot going on. And you should just be aware that if it is a business you're investing in or if you're just a stakeholder in like the SBC, you're part of the SBC, when you start seeing the leaders circling the wagons and and saying and projecting and creating this image of certainty and that everything is great, and they're, you know we're going to get through this, I'm very confident. When they start saying things like that, it's usually because there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes, and they're basically trying to get ahead of a story and trying to ring things in, circle the wagons. And so just I just want you to know that because 
that is what's happening right now. There's a lot of things going on in this behind the scenes. There is a lot of issues that haven't been resolved yet. And the leaders are doing their best in SPC to take care of it. But it's not going to be enough because we have a thing called social media. And it really makes it hard to hide things when you have Christian Twitter, Facebook, when you have people that can make synodox and film things and bring to light different things. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Okay, now back to, to, not back to, but to facing rejection. I was going through and I was looking for different videos or clips that I can comment on or talk about. And I came across one that was really interesting. And I don't know if this guy was a Mormon or not. But he had an interesting theory about why Mormons are so successful in business. Now, I believe a large portion of why the Mormons are so successful in business is because they are a business entity themselves. They are one have one of the big, I don't know if it's the biggest, but they have a really big trust fund and investment fund. They invest in tons of different companies. They are really great of keeping it in the family, quote unquote, like what I try to get the Christian church to do whenever I have an issue, like I needed a general contractor. I texted the people at my church to see, hey, do you guys know anyone in the church, any Christians who's a general contractor? Because I'm trying to give Christians business. We should be thinking like that. The Mormons do that really, really well. They're, they help each other out. They keep business within the Mormon church. They promote Mormons. They you know, have this whole organizational structure than the Mormon church. And of course, the Mormon church itself invests in companies and you know, has a pretty decent little fund going on. But one of the things he said, and I really like this point, I think this is a very good, not necessarily the only reason or the reason Mormons are successful in business a lot of times, but it was a really good point. And it was this, all of them or all of the men at least, and I think women are starting to go now too. All of the men go on mission strips where they knock on thousands of doors a week. And you know what happens to them? They get rejected a lot. You've probably rejected them yourselves. I mean, hopefully in one way or another. And what happens is when you go day after day of getting rejection for years, you learn how to take rejection. You learn how to handle it. Or you don't, I guess. But the people that stay in the Mormon church, they've learned how to cope with it and deal with it in some way. And you might be saying, well, what does that have to do with success? <laughs> what does that have to do with being, you know, successful in business and you're investing and all this stuff? Well, when you're an entrepreneur, there are going to be times, a lot of times, where you are going to be in situations where you could be rejected, where you either have to pitch your product to investors, when you have to pitch your product to other businesses, when you have to pitch your product to vendors, you have to pitch your product to partnerships. You have to pitch your product to potential employees that you're trying to get to come on for a lower stake of salary and some equity. And you have to pitch to them and try to get them to believe in your company and that there's a future for them to take the risk and come on your team. You might get rejected by them. You might get rejected by customers. You, I mean, you will get rejected by some customers because you're not going to sell to everyone. And how you respond to that will lead to how successful you're going to be. 
how tolerant you are, or let's say not tolerant, it's not the right word, but how resilient you are from rejection is going to help you be successful because you're going to keep trying. You're going to keep going on. You're going to keep your head raised up high. And that is so crucial in business. Think about it from just an employee's perspective of your career. If you don't have your own business, if you're not, I hit the, the gong effect again. I should hit that for every transition. Just think about it from when you apply for jobs. Like if you're not scared of rejecting and not getting picked for a job, you're going to apply for a lot more jobs opposed to somebody who's scared that they go for something and not get it. So you're going to be just statistically more likely to get promoted because you're going to be going for more jobs. And so I just highly recommend you and me and all of us to get really comfortable with rejection because it's part of life. It's a key to success because you have to persevere. You have to be resilient and you have to continue to press on when you have a goal, when you have a vision for what you're trying to attain, you're going to face rejection. People aren't always going to get your idea. If you are coming up as an entrepreneur, you have this new invention. People were skeptical of the iPhone. People were skeptical of the iPad. People were skeptical of computers in the house, but they all were great ideas, right? And so we need to understand that. And as Christians, we should be great at this. We should already understand what it's like to be rejected because we're preaching the gospel, because we're becoming more Christ-like. The world should just be automatically rejecting us. And so we should be okay with it when it has something that's far less important, like a business, an organization, than our gospel message that we're preaching. So as Christians, I would just remind you that we are not seeking the approval of man. And so when somebody rejects us, it should be far less significant than those in the world for those who do not have their hope in Jesus. And that should be one of the advantages as Christians that makes us more successful than the rest of the world because we're not living to please for men. We're not living to seek the approval of man. We don't depend on other people for our success. We know that God is the provider, the one who brings us our substance. He brings us all that we need to live out the life that he has called us to. And so we don't have to have this fear. We don't have to be scared of rejection because we are beyond it. We are above it because of our calling in Christ and because who Christ has already said we are because of who he made us to be that we don't have to fear rejection. We don't have to cower from it. We can be bold. We can be we can be eager to go out and try and to go and put ourselves in positions where otherwise we would be scared because of failure, because of rejection, and be confident that whatever happens, acceptance or rejection, that God is still in control and can take care of us and has a plan for us. And go out and try to fulfill that plan and live in that plan and to walk in the way that God has us to, whether that is starting a business, investing in businesses, being promoted, changing jobs, shifting careers, adding new skills, learn, getting an education, whatever it is, we don't have to live in fear. So let's go out and be successful and get rejected and get up and try again and push on for the glory of God. We'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless.